Welcome back to another episode of the Elite Body and Performance Podcast with your host, Reese Hallard. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about, is it possible to make significant gains whilst playing sport? You know, is it possible to combine sport and bodybuilding? And in short, the short answer is yes. You know, is it optimal? Not completely, no. You know, prioritizing one or the other is best. And in the rest of this episode, I'll show you exactly how to do just that. But ultimately, the short answer is yes, yes, it is possible. Okay, but when we kind of look into sport, obviously, it's very vague. So the first thing that we kind of need to consider is the sports intensity, impact, frequency, you know, duration, and so forth. So to give you an example, this is like taking, you know, ping pong or baseball and comparing it with something like, you know, Mai Tai or, or football, which has a more muscular and cardiovascular demand. So the first thing we need to do is just understand the intensity, impact, frequency, and duration of the sport that we're discussing, okay? So I'm just going to take a bit of a deep dive into the top five ways that we're now going to be able to combine sport and bodybuilding together to maximize your sport performance and also your muscle tissue as well. Now, the first and arguably the most important one, is to have the correct caloric intake, okay? So what we now need to consider is if we want to gain tissue, we have to be in at least two, 300 calories above our maintenance, okay? Then what you wanna do from here is you wanna track your progress with photos and also the scales. So as a beginner, you know, without, you know, gaining an excess of body fat, we kinda wanna look at gaining roughly two pounds a month. Okay. And then, you know, we should kind of look at this that every year we lift effectively, you know, every year we gain experience, you can probably half the amount we're going to gain. Okay. So roughly as a beginner, we probably look to gain around two pounds per month in gen generally in muscle tissue. Um, but then it was probably decreased by half each year of lifting of well, of proper lifting thereafter, which is kind of rough estimates based on science. Then, you know, what we need to look at is the scales are not moving we might just want to add 100 to 150 calories until they begin to move again. Now, with this, the biggest thing we need to remember is if we're doing additional sport, especially if it's a taxing sport, so something of a long duration, of a long kind of, of a lot of frequency, of a long duration, these kind of things, a long impact, like a football or like a Mai Tai, is you're probably going to be burning a lot of calories. You're going to be expending a lot of calories through that sport. So if, for instance, the easiest example I can give is football, as it's something that I play. Now, if you're playing football on a Tuesday and Thursday, let's say, you know, let's let's take a part-time footballer. If you're training on a Tuesday and a Thursday and you have a game day on a Saturday, that's three times a week that you're playing football. Game day, 90 minutes worth of high-intensity football and maybe even 30 minutes of a warm-up prior, you're going to be doing 120 minutes of football. And 90 of those minutes are at a very high intensity. You're going to be burning a lot of calories during that time you're playing football. And also on Tuesday, Thursday trainings as well. So the, what we need to bear in mind is where we're expending so many calories through the exercise, we need to make sure we're eating extra to then make sure we're going towards surplus. So where we're intaking more calories than we're burning. You know, let's take my Tai, for example. So I do my Tai a few times a week now just is an additional bit of cardio. And I know it's taxing on the body. I know that I'm gonna be burning a lot of calories during the one to maybe two times a week that I'm doing it. Which means I know if I'm expending all these extra calories through one to two Mai Tai sessions a week and two to three football sessions per week, and I want to effectively gain tissue, 
I need to be eating more calories. I have to be intaking a lot more calories to be able to put myself back into that position where I'm just above surplus. You know, this isn't optimal for gaining tissue, but I also understand that if you're playing a sport, you know, you want to continue playing a sport and you do want to gain tissue and follow the bodybuilding route as well, then you need a solution to be able to try and do them both. And the way we do this is if we are expending more calories through sport, we need to therefore be eating more calories as well. So we need to make sure we're following the correct caloric intake, make sure we're eating two, 300 above maintenance minimum, and then weighing in our progress and making sure the photos are changing. But more importantly, the scales are changing. When it comes to photos, that's more delayed gratification. You can't see over a month, maybe two kind of process progress, but with the scales you can. So then if the scales are not moving, just start by adding 100 to 150 calories until they begin to move again, okay? Then coming on to number two, we wanna be spacing your weight training and your sports apart, okay? You know, if we're trying to optimally gain tissue and we wanna play sport, we can't be doing them both too close together. So to give you an example, if you're playing football on a Saturday, you're not gonna be training your legs on the Friday. Okay, so it's just making sure that we have the right training split that optimizes our recovery. So if you're a Mai Tai fighter and you're training on a Thursday, you might not want to do a push workout the day prior where you're going to be doing a lot of pushing movements th through your boxing, for instance. So we just want to make sure we're spacing our weight training and sports apart so we can optimize recovery because the biggest way that we're going to be able to gain tissue and perform at a good level within sport is making sure we're prioritizing injury prevention and um, recovery. And that comes from being smart with your training split because there's such thing as training hard and training smart. Training hard is thinking, oh, I've got a game Saturday, but I'm gonna do legs the day before. Fuck it, I'm gonna train really, really hard. Training smart is thinking, let me optimize recovery. I'm now gonna move this training session to make sure that I can recover in between the two, in between my weightlifting and in, in between my sport, okay? So the second tip is to make sure we're spacing our weight training and sports apart. Then we want to eliminate or reduce any additional training that is not your priority, okay? So do you remember at the beginning of this episode, I said to you, we want to try and prioritize one either the bodybuilding route or the sport. That's not to say that you can't do, you have to do one or the other, but if you have a slight priority, it's gonna mean you can optimize your training. So to give you an example, if your priority is sport, excuse me, you wanna eliminate any additional training within weights. Let's say you're doing it three times a week. If your priority, priority is sport, you might not wanna add a fourth in. Vice versa, you know, if you're doing sport three times a week and you're doing weights, four, and you want to optimize your bodybuilding and, and gain your muscle tissue, you might not want to do any more sports sessions. Okay, so you want to eliminate anything that's not anything extra that isn't towards your priorities. So if you are just, let's say, let's say football is the example, you're playing Sunday league, you, you know, you want to enjoy yourself, it's a hobby, but you, you're more prioritized towards your weightlifting and towards your, your physique, then you might say, right, outside of my training sessions, I'm not going to do any additional cardio, vice versa. If you are thinking, right, you know, I play a good standard football, I want to prioritize my football and I want to make sure that this performance, I'm trying to chase the pro game, for instance, or I'm in the pro game, you might say, right, I might not add any additional weight sessions on top of it because then I'm going to be taking time away from my, my cardio, if you will, or I'm going to be putting myself at a higher risk of injury, okay? So that's just one thing to consider when we're looking at the priorities, if we want to optimize one or the other. So that's a really, really important point. Then we've got optimizing your sleep. Now, 
as a bodybuilder or an athlete, you know, your sleep is an absolute key. And we need to make sure we're trying to reduce the risk of injury. And don't get me wrong, sleep is important regardless who you are. But especially if you're playing sport or lifting regularly, it becomes even more so important to avoid injury. Now, being chronically sleep deprived interferes virtually every process related to recovery and growth, okay? So we wanna make sure we're consistently keeping up with both from a sports and a bodybuilding perspective. And it is very difficult to do, especially if you're sleep deprived. So we need to make sure we're optimizing our sleep. And a few kind of quick fire sleep tips that you can take away with you right now is to make sure we're trying to sleep and wake at the same time. We've got something called the circadian rhythm, which is your body sleep wake cycle. Now we can support this best if we sleep and wake at the same time. A comfortable sleeping environment, so, you know, temperature, the room, 18.5 degrees is meant to be the, the ideal number, you know, mattress, light, and so forth. Trying to avoid electronics 45 minutes before sleep. So when we're exposed to light, it messes with your body's release of melatonin, which is the sleep hormone. So naturally, we think it's daytime, you know. So if it is nighttime and we've got electronics, a blue light, which our body don't really know the difference between daytime light and artificial light. So it's making sure that we're trying to avoid that artificial light. We're trying to focus on dim light before sleep to release um, melatonin so we can sleep better. Then cutting caffeine six hours minimum before we go to sleep is key. If you want it optimal, it'll be longer than that because it has a half-life of up towards 16 hours, but six to eight is the minimum. And we want to cut off our caffeine. So the time is now 1.30 and I'm going to have my last piece of caffeine right now. Um, and then avoid clo uh, um, food too close, too close to sleeping as well. So that's, again, when it comes to sleep, there's a whole hours podcast, 45 minutes to 60 minutes podcast with Gary Ullman, who is a sleep specialist. I believe it's episode six. So if you really are interested in thinking, right, you know what, I need to optimize my sleep a little bit better. And you want to know the in-depth reasons as to why we need to sleep more and the in-depth reasons on how to better sleep, then go back and listen to that podcast. Then tip number five is your food quality. So this is the type of foods we have in. So we've obviously already kind of discussed our sleep, uh, our food quantity. Now we're going to discuss the food quality. Okay. Now, if we're trying to build muscle tissue with a high cardio output, we run the risk of actually losing muscle tissue. Okay, our muscle tissue is vulnerable. So this is where, of course, our uh, calorie quantity is key, but quality is key as well. So what types of calories are we having? So this is where protein becomes a priority for us. So we wanna be aiming to have a minimum of one pound per, uh, sorry, one gram per pound of body weight. Okay, this does kind of change between, you know, male and female. So you might say 0.8, for a female and one for a male, but ultimately, you know, in and around one gram per pound of body weight is optimal, especially for an athlete who needs to be optimizing their recovery because ultimately food quality plays a big role in your recovery. So we wanna be making sure that we're having sufficient amount of protein and of course calories. And then also when we're looking at performance, so when we're in the gym, if we're doing a lot, so if we're kind of smashing out the bodybuilding style training and we also have our high, high cardio output with our sport we want to make sure we're fueling our performance so we need to have a good caloric intake through carbohydrates because like i say if we are doing a high cardio output with sport you know a high intensity of bodybuilding training within your resistance we're expending a lot of calories. We're working very hard. So we need to make sure we're fueling our body to keep up with the demands of our 
calorie expenditure and of our sport and bodybuilding as well. So we just want to make sure we have a decent amount of carbs and carb timing can become important here as well. So you might say you want a, a good carb-based meal in and around 90 minutes before you sleep. And then for me personally, you might say that, you know, for every kilo, you might have eight grams of carbs for every kilo of body weight in and around a higher kind of activity day. So for instance, for myself, the day prior to a football game, I'll have one um, per kilo of body weight. I'll have eight grams of carbs to carbo load for the game. And then you might say, for instance, you could flip this if your priority is towards bodybuilding, for instance, you might say, right, I've got a heavy leg day. I really want to focus. This is kind of a priority muscle for me. I might then carbo load a little bit more towards my higher bodybuilding day, which is on Saturday, as an example. So this is something to consider when we're looking to kind of focus towards performance and especially around a very, very demanding workout schedule in and around bodybuilding and sport is just making sure we have the right carbohydrate intake to fuel that performance and on a higher workout day, be that through a game day in sport, for instance, or, or fight or whatever it may now be or through bodybuilding a higher, you know, leg day or, or a priority muscle group you want to have a big session for, maybe focus on having eight um, grams per kilo of body weight as a carbo load the day prior to really fuel that day's performance. But ultimately across the board, we want to make sure we have a good carb intake alongside the protein for recovery. And of course the fats for, you know, health hormones, brain health, protecting organs and so forth. So they're my top five tips when it comes to balancing optimal muscle tissue, gaining muscle tissue and following that bodybuilding lifestyle as well as optimizing performance and your sport. So you can combine the both together. Is it completely optimal? No. Is it doable? Absolutely. Yes. If you follow these five considerations. Okay. So going over as a bit of a summary, making sure we have the correct caloric intake, trying to gain tissue at at least two to 300 calorie surplus. So two to 300 calories above maintenance at a minimum, making sure we're spacing our weight training and our sports apart. So this is the difference of training hard and training smart, making sure we're optimizing recovery, then reducing or eliminating any additional training that does not work towards your priority. So if your priority is bodybuilding and muscle gain, try not to add any additional sport. If your priority is sport, try not to add any additional weight training on top of what you're already doing. Then we want to optimize your sleep, making sure we're sleeping well, because as a bodybuilder or athlete, you know, your priority is reducing the risk of injury. So sleep plays a huge role in making sure that, you know, if we're chronically sleep deprived, it's going to interfere with virtually every process related to recovery and growth. So we just want to make sure we're optimizing our sleep and then focusing on having good food quality to not only recover well, but perform well and support health at the same time. So they are my five top five tips in and around bodybuilding and sport, optimizing the both and combining the two together. If this episode helped, please leave it a five-star review. And if you need any support, you know, if you're currently balancing wanting to gain tissue, wanting to get into the shape of a lifetime alongside your sport, and you want the full blueprint laid out for you to help you optimize them both and get from A to B, then drop me over a message on social media with the word podcast, referring back to this one right here. I know exactly what you mean. And we can have a bit of a deep dive into exactly how we can optimize the both, prioritize one and hit that accelerator. But for the meantime, thank you so much for spending some time with me today on this podcast. I hope this helps. Please do share it with a friend or to your stories if you saw value and I will see you in the next episode.